Welcome to the EADV podcast. In today's episode, Professor Guttenmuth is joined by Dr. Claudia Tradel-Hoffman, who is a Professor of Environmental Medicine at the University of Augsburg and the Director of the Institute of Environmental Medicine in Munich. A true expert, her research focuses on human-environment interactions with a special emphasis on allergies and the impacts of climate change on health. Their conversation delves into how climate change affects allergic diseases and infectious skin diseases, the ways in which nature is being impacted by climate change, as well as the effect of climate change on the overall health of our skin. But first... Get ready to experience cutting-edge science and innovation in dermatology and virology at the upcoming EDV Congress in Berlin, Germany, 11th to 14th of October 2023. The EDV Congress is one of the largest and prestigious international gatherings dedicated to dermatology and virology, providing a platform for the brightest minds in research, clinicians, and top industry professionals to come together and share knowledge, make connections, and foster scientific collaboration. The diverse interactive program covering the full AZ of hot topics also includes innovative hands-on workshops, subspecialty sessions, and industry sessions. The exhibition hall will provide opportunities for attendees to explore the latest technologies, treatments, and products in the field to date. The wait is over. Tickets to attend the Congress in Berlin are on sale now. Be sure to check edvcongress2023.org to learn how to participate and for more information about the event. Don't miss this episode if you want to learn how the challenges faced by dermatology patients can be better addressed in the face of our climate crisis. Enjoy. So it's a, it's a, it's a really great pleasure to be today with Professor Claudia Treidel-Hoffmann from the University of Munich and Augsburg and the Helmholtz Center in Munich. Uh, I think she's the dermatologist. When we have to talk about climate change and the environment, we have to speak with her. And uh, today we would like to hear from you, Claudia, Uh, what is climate change? How does it impact the skin, skin diseases, and what can we do about it? Um, so maybe let's start. What is climate change from a scientist point of view? Yeah, this is uh, really excellent. Uh, I, I love this question because this is the, the question we need because climate change, not only for medical doctors and scientists, but for human beings means that we are losing um, yeah, um, this earth for us at the end. So climate change does not only mean that the ice bear has problems, but it, indeed climate change means, means that we as humankind have a problem with our health. And especially as dermatologists and allergologists, uh, I can tell you, Jan, and you know this as well, that the climate change is impacting on our health. So it's impacting on our skin, it's impacting on our lungs, And um, this, is, this is a problem. So indeed, climate change has a big impact on our health. Yeah. And um, if you think of it, like from a dermatologist point of view, what, what are the areas where we see impact? Uh, is it trigger of skin diseases or is it affecting the environment, then, which then uh, impact the diseases? What, what are the main, the main uh, points to consider? Excellent question. So this is indeed, so first of all, we have an impact of climate change on nature. So this is, for example, for the pollen. So the pollen season changes. But when you think about pollen and climate change, you have to keep in mind four things. First of all, the pollen season is longer. Then the second thing is we have more pollen per day. The third thing is that the pollen are more aggressive. 
So pollen um, are producing more of BetW1, for example, from the birch pollen. So the protein that is inducing in us um, the allergic or, or yeah, evolving the, the allergic cascade, this is a problem. Um, uh, so this is the third point. And the fourth point is uh, that we have also new pollen, um, new pollen uh, that uh, like ambrosia, for example. And these four points are the, the impact on, on nature. So climate change is impacting on nature. And the second, second thing is that global change, climate change, is also impacting on us. And this is um, extremely relevant for chronic inflammatory diseases. Because perhaps you know that with climate change, we have an increase in temperatures especially in cities. So cities during heat waves are seven degrees more, uh, or uh, there's seven de de degrees more temperature than uh, in the countryside where I am at the moment. Um, and with the heat, the chronic inflamed skin gets even more inflamed. So I have patients with atopic eczema that during heat periods, they have shown an acute exacerbation of atopic dermatitis. So this is really the problem. So in general, the impact on nature with pollen, for example. But then the other thing is that um, heat, for example, is impacting on our skin, on chronic inflammation. So these are the two big things when we think about climate change and health. That's interesting. I think this is especially for the atopic dermatitis patient a problem because usually the warmer time of the year is a better time of the year uh, when we think of it. And, and now they have more flares or harder flares even in summertime, if I understand right. Yeah, that's right. And, and when you think about when the patients with atopic dermatitis have also uh, really the itch when it's warmer, for example, and during the heat waves, also during the night, uh, it's not cooling down. We have really also during the night, the high temperatures. So they are not sleeping because of the heat, because of the itching. So this really means for the patients uh, that they are suffering even more. And then we have also the patients, as you know, uh, that are also triggered by pollen. Um, and then everything, everything comes together. The pollen, the more pollen, the more heat, um, the more inflammation. Uh, so this is really a bad thing for, for patients with chronic inflammatory skin disease, also for psoriasis uh, and also for, for, for patients with lichen, for example, or urticaria. At the end, all chronic inflammatory skin diseases are increased with climate change. Yeah, well, that is really... Yeah, because I remember there's one patient who taught us about the impact of atopic dermatitis on his life. That he said, I always have to go in a temperate country for vacation. He could never go to a, to a warmer country before he was started on a modern therapy. He always went, and his wife would have liked to go to the south of Europe or to other warmer countries, but they always had to go north. But now, uh, when you summarize this, the impact of the pollen, the impact on the heat. Um, so the, for the untreated patient, this is becoming more and more difficult, uh, even in summer. So, but it's interesting. How about other aspects like... Um, we see with climate change, not only the rise in temperature, but we also see, um, for instance, more extreme weather situations. We see flooding and, and following flooding, we see an increase in uh, airborne vectors, such as certain um, parasites. Um, does this also impact skin diseases? Do we see, uh, is there some data that after 
um, that after extreme flooding that there are more uh, insect bites or more um, skin infections following bites in an aftermath of um, disasters, of natural disasters? Absolutely. This is something which uh, was happening actually in India. Uh, but uh, when we speak about Europe, um, so we know already that in Europe we have the problem not only after flooding. So we have in Europe an increase of borreliosis, for example. And this is not because of flooding. This is because uh, we have more of, of the ticks um, that are around. So all the, like the pollen season, the tick season is increasing. So we have more ticks. We have also new ticks. For example, the hyaloma tick, this is a new tick we have in, uh, in Europe. And the interesting thing is that the bacteria, the Borrelia, they are more active when it's warmer outside. And this is why we know already that Borreliosis increased in the last five years, increased and doubled in the last five years in Europe. So these are, uh, are diseases that are already here, but we have also new vector-borne diseases like the West Nile fever virus, which is new in Europe. So we, young, we learned that the West Nile um, fever virus is, is, um, is a disease of, of the tropical areas. Now it's in, in Europe. We have it in Germany also. And then we have also Leishmaniosis. Also Leishmaniosis is nothing we learn to be relevant in Germany or in, uh, in Northern Europe. Now we have Leishmann uses also in, 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 uh, in Germany, and I don't know whether it's already in, in Brussels also. So, um, so the, the ecosystem is changing, and by this also the areas where the ticks and also um, where the mosquitoes are living. And we have the mosquitoes already in Germany that are transmitting those diseases. So that's, yeah. Alerting, I have to say, and I don't like to hear it, but uh, yeah, we have seen also, we have seen more Borreliosis. I had the, the impression that, that I saw more erythema migrants, I saw more Borreliosis, and I saw it more widespread. I had the impression the ones that I saw were indeed also very, very active. Um, and uh, luckily, we do not seem to have um, homegrown Leishmaniasis yet, but it's only a couple of years that it will move up, most likely. So that's very important. So we have new species, we have species that grow more, uh, more active, and that uh, on the level of plants and on the level of, of um, um, insects and parasites. Um, are there any uh, direct damages to the skin in consequence of climate change, or are we at least here safe at the moment? Um, at the end, uh, with climate change, uh, is also that we have more skin exposure, uh, more UV exposure, for example. So UV is increasing because we have warmer days. We have also more days without clouds. Um, this is why we have this UV effect on the skin, uh, which means that we have also more skin cancer than we have anyway. And the other thing is about infections. So we know that also bacteria uh, in the in the um, East Sea, for example, in, in Germany, we have an increase of Vibrio cholerae. And these uh, bacteria, they are, uh, um, they are really uh, increasing small wounds. So when you have small wounds and you have Vibrio cholerae in, in the water, you have really big ulcera, uh, and this is impacting directly the skin uh, with, in, in means of, uh, of infections. So we have also a direct effect of UV and also bacteria, new bacteria um, on the skin. 
So um, as I said, uh, climate change is is impacting the whole system Earth, and is also impacting the whole system human body. Yeah, you mentioned microbes, Claudia. How about our skin microbiome? Is there anything new? Um, yeah, yeah, as you know, skin microbiome is really something we are concentrating on in Augsburg. Um, and what we recently uh, tried to, to understand is how the season is also impacting on the microbiome. And we see an impact also on pollen season, on the, on the microbiome of the nose, for example, but also on the skin. Um, and uh, what we recently published also in the JTRDV uh, is that we, we published um, that we have an, an impact of ethnics also on the, on the skin microbiome. So when we think about personalized medicine, we have really to, to um, yeah, open our mind also for, um, yeah, to, to look really deeper also in, in the ethnical differences. And uh, we are at the moment expanding our microbiome research also in the African, um, um, in the African countries, uh, where we look whether we have here also an impact of warmer surroundings of temperature on the skin microbiome. And uh, we for sure will publish this also uh, quite soon. Very interesting. Is this skin phototype specific or? Um... So, or is it environment specific or is it both? That's always the big question. It's, it's always everything, you know, um, nothing is influenced only by one factor. At the end, I'm, I'm speaking always about the soup uh, of environmental factors that are impacting on us. And this is, uh, this is air, this is temperature, this is food, um, this is also psyche. Um, stress is an important environmental factor. So at the end, it's everything. Uh, everything is with everything connected. So it's not only one factor. Yeah, fascinating. So we have really an impact of climate change the, the, on almost every aspect of health, from from infections to cancer to inflammation, um, yeah. infections. It's yeah, microbiome. Um, so then comes, of course, the big question, is there something that we can do as dermatologists or what, what should dermatologists think about in, in treating their patients? What would be, uh, can we do something A for the skin and maybe is there something we can do for the environment? Is there something a doctor can do? Yeah, Jan, at the end, um, we have to do at least two things. First of all, we have to recognize that climate change is impacting on our health. And we as medical doctors, we have to spread the voice. So it's about education also. So we have what we are doing at the moment, we have to tell people that climate change is impacting on our health. And now you are wearing the white coat at the moment, I'm not wearing the white coat, but it's known that we as white coats, people believe us. So when we are telling this, this, uh, this narrative that climate change is impacting on our health, Hopefully, this will help also that people move into action because we have to do something. So the first thing we have to do as medical doctors is spread the voice, spread this narrative. Climate change is impacting on our hearts. Very important. We are doing this at the moment. So done. Second, um, we have also to, to work on the resilience of our patients. Um, what means resilience? So resilience does not mean we are reacting when it's hot. Uh, we tell our patients, mm, do this. 
Now, we have to be proactive. So we have now to inform our patients with atopic dermatitis. Please, try to get your disease um, down. Try to get the treatment to have your disease under control because the heat is coming. And when the heat is there and your disease is high, uh, this will be a problem for you. So we have now to act to inform people. We have now to do the specific immunotherapy in patients because this is how we can cure patients. And this is what I mean. So we have to be proactive to have this climate resilience. Um, and, and this goes even further. It's, it's also um, about informing the patients uh, about double win situations. So we know that when we ourselves eat healthy, uh, which means plant dominated, yeah, you, you do not, you can eat a little bit of meat, you can eat it, uh, but you have to concentrate your, your, your nutrition really on plants. And this is good for you, for your health, and good for the planet. So we have to uh, convey this double win situation or moving actively, uh, taking the train um, and not taking the car is good for you and for the planet. And, and I am doing this every, in every patient contact. I, I'm trying to, to bring this in my communication with the patient. So we call this Klimasprechstunde. So yeah, speaking with the patients about climate change and also here doing education. So these two big things, first of all, telling people climate change is impacting on our health. And then the second thing is, uh, yeah, working on the climate resilience of our patients. Interesting, right? I will, I will try to impact this into my, into my clinical practice. I will try to uh, stimulate, yeah. So these are several healthy behaviors that you can stimulate in once. It was the, yeah. the fooding and the, the um, what we eat and uh, maybe also the way how we commute when you can take the bike that should also have some positive health effect if you don't have to cycle next to a to a field uh, which you are allergic to and um, in, I see many hospitals are now uh, doing green initiatives trying to reduce waste trying to save energy our hospital is completely covered with um, photovoltaic wow. uh, which is now very good for us since the uh, electricity prices have gone up we are helping the uh, environment, but we are also saving costs. And um, we are actively trying to reduce waste, um, considering when to use sterile, when to use non-sterile, which sterilization techniques are more energy and water efficient. And uh, there's an, uh, even an interesting database where you have every product that you can have, you can have the CO2 impact. And you can uh, look at your, um, at your uh, impact. So, Claudia, this is always an interesting topic. Um, yes, there's something. Yes. Um, so, so did you know that, that the health system is producing 5% of all CO2 emissions worldwide? So we ourselves are, are really uh, key. Um, and what you are telling me is excellent. So this is what we have to do. And did you also know that 80% uh, of the CO2 emissions are in front of the hospital? So means um, delivery of people, uh, yeah, or not delivery, but, but how the pe people commute to, to the hospital and all the goods we, we, we are buying. So we have really to look here. Um, and um, so we have really, we, we, can, we can make a change as health sector in, in many, many directions. So that gives really a lot to think. That gives really a lot to think. Do we always have the 
patients have come to us or do we move once a week to a remote location so that maybe 50, 60 people don't have to come to us. So there are many, many things that we can discuss and I think we need to discuss them very quickly. Um, our time is already over. Uh, Claudia, I thank you very much. This was, as always, uh, of highest impact and not only of highest impact, also entertaining. And um, yeah, I hope we can continue our discussion at another point. Is there anything that you would like to, to share with our uh, colleagues as a final statement? Yeah, I would like to, to in, invite uh, all of you as colleagues, uh, as our uh, Minister of Health also did. He said that every medical doctor should become a climate activist uh, to, to spread the voice that climate change is impacting on our hearts. Because by this, we hopefully make people move to act. Um, and hopefully I convinced some of you uh, to, be, uh, to become a climate activist. And then um, we, Jan and I, did a good job today. Before you go, a quick favour. If you're a regular listener to our podcast, we would love to hear from you. Your feedback will help us improve the show and develop episodes that you are interested in hearing. To participate in the short survey, simply follow the link in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for your support. It means a lot. We look forward to hearing from you. Until the next episode, take care of your skin.